It's now time for the rural news with Sally Murphy and Ōtotahi Christchurch. Kia ora, Sally. Uh, dry conditions are starting to bite. Kia ora, Charlotte. Yes, bloody dry is how farmers are describing it, with many offloading stock due to concerns over feed and water levels. Niwa's latest hotspot shows conditions are extremely dry in Nelson, Marlborough, northern Canterbury, northern Otago and parts of Northland, Manawatu, Whanganui and Wellington. Marlborough farmer Paul Hickman, who's based near Ward, says they had a dry winter, dry spring and now a dry summer, so things are really compounding. He says they've only had 120 millimetres of rain over the past eight months. For us, June 02 to June 03 was the uh, most dry sort of uh, 12-month calendar period we'd ever had. We'd, we had about 165 mils back then, but this this is sort of starting to get up there um, in, in a very similar vein, so which, God forbid, that happens, but, um, yeah, you never know. Mr Hickman says he has plenty of feed for the cattle, but will likely have to offload 30% of his lambs earlier, cutting into the farm's profit. He says stock water is the big issue, as dam levels are running low. It's amazing just how quickly they've disappeared this year. It's quite a common theme. People are just sort of aghast at, uh, yeah, how quickly the the stock water levels, the, the dam levels have disappeared. A lot of heat this year, a lot of wind. I mean, again, we're in a high wind zone, but a lot more than usual. Yeah, hence evaporation and what have you. Marlborough Federated Farmers President Evan White says the region is in a serious drought. I had a truck driver tell me he would be too frightened to drive a truck through Redwood Pass. He said, it, two stones rubbed together, you'd, you'd have a fire. So, And fire is, is a big concern now. So, yeah, it's, it's not real pretty. Some, we're pretty seriously concerned and also for the mental health of some of those people that are out there every day. Evan White says there's no rain in the short-term forecast and that's concerning as farmers are feeding out winter feed now and dairy farmers have had to reduce milkings. We thought we were going to be able to carry on. We've obviously scanned. We now are empties and uh, we thought I oh, will we'll milk them f- further through the season because the the payouts come up. But look, we've just had to bite the bullet. I've got 80 cows, cull cows booked in to go in the next week or two. PGG Wrightson's Blenheim calf sale has been brought forward three weeks to Wednesday so farmers can offload stock. In the north, it's also dry and wider upper. William Beetham, who farms sheep and beef near Masterton, says there's been no decent rain since December and it's getting frustrating. Feed levels um, haven't been too bad up until this point in time, but it's started getting difficult and challenging for farmers in our region now. A lot of farmers are sort of moving into to drought plants, starting to feed out and looking for alternatives to, to, to look after stock. Are many people offloading or are you having to offload? Oh yeah, a lot of people have offloaded stock and, and quite low on animal numbers in the water up. And now I know a lot of guys are actually um, carrying less than they will uh, animals now than they will be carrying over the middle of winter. So yeah, very low stocking rates. William Beetham says dealing with the dry, low land prices and the ongoing cyclone recovery is taxing for farmers. To other news, there are calls for New Zealand's Trade Minister to push for an immediate capping of world agricultural subsidies at this week's WTO meeting in Abu Dhabi. The Dairy Companies Association of New Zealand, DCANS, says recent modelling confirms how seriously subsidies distort trade, investment and where products are produced. Executive Director Kimberly Cruther says OECD countries have spent $817 billion on subsidies in the past year, with agricultural subsidies trending upwards. 
The Midlands throw an up that there are significant impacts that agricultural subsidies are having in dairy markets. And an example of that is that if we had a 50% reduction in EU farm subsidies, that would lift the traded value of cheese for non-EU exporters by 8%. Those are really big numbers when you put it in the context of New Zealand exporting nearly $3 billion of cheese a year. Billy Cruther says the can has been kicked down the road for too long on addressing the trade-distorting impacts of agricultural subsidies. The Manuka Charitable Trust is calling on the government to do more to protect terms like Manuka under the EU Free Trade Deal. The European Union Free Trade Agreement Legislation Amendment Bill was recently released. When it comes to geographical indicators, 23 New Zealand products get protection in the EU, while nearly 2,000 European GIs will be protected here. The Trust says the hastily drafted and truncated hearing process for the bill contravenes protections under Tiriti or Waitangi. It says the definition of a New Zealand geographical indication needs to change from just wine and spirits to include other goods. A new community hub has opened in Picton to better support those living in remote or rural areas across Marlborough. The Ministry of Social Development and Te Piki Oranga, a kaupapa Māori health and wellbeing provider, have teamed up to open the new hub Heartland Services Hub on Picton's Main Street. Fano can drop in if they need help with technology or accessing government resources. Tepeko Orangi spokesperson Ricky Carr says the aim is to connect people living off the grid. The intention of the services to provide support in communities and Fano living in isolated areas to receive equitable access to government and non-government services. So Heartland's coordination and support is provided free of charge to anyone in the community ostensibly. And specifically for Waitaki, Picton, Tōtaranui and the Marlborough Sounds, there's a lot of people that tend to live off grid in the Sounds and coming into a Heartland site gives them the opportunity of connecting either by meeting face-to-face with them or through the electronic mediums we provide as part of the service. That's Ricky Carr. And just lastly, a week-long public hearing looking at the use of controversial agri-chemical hydrogen cyanamide began today. Commonly called high cane, it's widely used by kiwifruit growers to help buds form and to promote even fruiting. The Environmental Protection Authority has been reassessing its use and will hear submissions from Zespri, kiwifruit growers and WorkSafe, amongst others. A final decision on the use of the chemical will be made within 30 days of the hearing, which runs all week. And that's the Rural News for today. Kia pai, tō rā.